Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Welcome to Heart and Hand, the podcast which doesn't wash its hands after it's had a pee. As Rangers' quest for 54 starts with a win over Kilmarnock, we ask, will new signing James Erden rave reviews? Can we look forward to a season filled with repetitive beats? The Ellis bid resurfaces with talk of involvement from a dodgy Eastern European, but don't worry, it's not Darius Adamchuk. And as Paul Hartley becomes the first Simeon to score a hat-trick of penalties, we think of other strange names linked to us in the past. All that and more on Heart and Hand. So, joining me this week is a man who regularly covers his eyes when he's watching the gels. Well, at least that's what I think he meant when he said he often tries to give himself a Dutch blindfold. It's Mr. Scott van der Acker. <laughs> We've started early today, yeah, David. Yeah, bad badinage within the first 30 oh, seconds. Yes. And, uh, as always, my other accomplice, well, as the season started, he was outside Ibrox peddling his wares, and then he remembered he better try and sell some follow-follows as well. It's Mr. Mark Dingwall. And a happy uh, afternoon to you, campers. So, uh, finally the season begins and we can stop uh, shadow boxing because, uh, you know, two weeks was a struggle for us, so I think three, and we, we've all been bringing guitars and giving a chorus of Kumbaya. Remember to stop the close season next year, I'd say, oh, I think so. I think we'll all take a break. Um, but that was as a long, long close season. Are we signing somebody? Are we signing somebody? No. Are we signing somebody? Are we... No. Um, so we had Kilmarnock uh, at home on Saturday. It wasn't the most thrilling game. It was nice to see the league flag. What happened to that old woman that was supposed to be? Lady, I think you'll find is the word, David. Lady is the word. Yes. Ah, the old, the old lady. Because um, it was Alistair Johnson, which is, is fair enough. But uh, it must have been something that got abandoned. As for the game itself, um, it wasn't exactly a thriller, man. It was a... It started well, um, first 20 minutes, but... It, that usually is the start, yeah, well, yeah the first 20 it, minutes. Yeah, well, you don't know. Could be a surrealist football match. <laughs> a dad-esque yes. football match. Um, I thought it, 
I don't know. Obviously, the midfield wasn't really made up of any natural midfielders. And I think that told. Kelly did the homework. They got stronger as the game went on. And I think Naismith was fantastic. Um, and we got to see a new signing for the first time in two years. So there were positives there. Positives then, Mark. Uh, Scott was trying to look for the, the, the positive thing there. Did you spot anything to get excited about? I think we've got to get away from the, the negativity. I mean, that's what's been... Uh, I met a few pals after the game. They were going, oh my God, we're going to go forward with a season like this. Whereas, you know, as I said to them, I've uh, seen worse games with, with Loudrop and Gascoigne in, in the team for the first game of the season. So um, I wouldn't be too despondent. There's obviously room for improvement. The midfield, how's it going to look when Davis comes back? Because it could be run over the top if we come up against teams playing um, five in there. Uh, Davy Weir at the back. Is it just uh, the pre-season? Could be a little bit ropey if, if he gets injured at the back. Well, the thing is, we've got Andy Webster due to come back, but I'm beginning to suspect Andy Webster doesn't exist when it comes to Rangers. I think there's a strange Rangers prison because he never played against us for Dundee United because he wasn't allowed to. Uh, it really does leave us a wee bit short, doesn't it? It does. I think none of the young lads who are breaking through at the moment appear to be defenders. Um, Danny Wilson, of course, is away. And they're talking Kirk Broadfoot or Sasa Papach, but I don't know if they've ever really impressed. What I would no, say back, no. back to the positivity though, I was reading today that Dick Advocat's first game was 12 years ago this weekend and we won 2-1 narrowly with a last minute penalty. So Was that against Kilmarnock as well? Motherwell. Motherwell. Oh, so it was. Uh, so I'm sure Kilmarnock was the next season he took Craig Moore off after an hour. Yeah, and grabbed him. And grabbed him, yeah, because he'd made a mistake for the goal. So it's not always spectacular and, you know, it's, it's hard to tell anything from that lineup. That, that team won't line up again. Well, as you know, I'm gay for Stevie Naismith, and I, I did say on the podcast last oh, week no. that this was going. No, 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 right? I'm, you're quick enough to tell me when I get things wrong on those rare occasions, but uh, Stevie Naismith, cracking player. Walter appears to be going the Lee McCulloch method, though, of just trying him everywhere in the hope that one place will he'll turn it to be a great player. Well, I don't know if this is the second or third season where we've said it's the make or break for, for Stevie, and. Um, what does he need? Well, he needs to be played in the right position. He needs to be played there for more than more than a handful of games. Uh, but what is his right position now? Because it's been so long since he played as a striker, it's getting difficult to see where he's going to when he's going to get a role there. It's probably the best form he's shown was last preseason up front, and he he's going Saturday. Show he know he does know where the goal is. I, I don't think he's a midfielder. I think that's shoehorned. He's got vision. He can pick out a pass, but. I don't think that's where he's going to find his role. I think as well, you've also, one of the big bonuses out of Saturday was uh, was Kyle Lafferty, where, you know, played properly and bang, uh, bang, bang. I, I thought he did the really difficult things well and the simple things he was bloody awful at. It's almost impossible to roll a defender, run 30 yards, ball at your feet, beat another two defenders and then kick it into Rosette. And you see, everybody's fond of Ted McMahon now, but I remember at the time, people were not happy when he fell in his arms. <laughs> Just get the ball across Ted. Exactly. Yeah. But, but then again, if, if you remember, with about five or ten minutes to go in the first half, Beatty went off in this kind of keystone cops kind of run, where he appeared to have oversold the ball, got it back, um, you know, did peculiar things with his feet, and then fell over them. So, you know, you're thinking, oh my God, is this what we've signed? 
He did look a wee bit off the pace. I mean, I'm putting that down to a lack of competitive matches. He's got a great track record, hasn't he? Uh, well, he does. Um, he's not played so much recently, but that's for, for various reasons. He's been on loan. Because Tony Pulis, naked, headbutted him when he asked for a day off. Now, I don't blame him for wanting to leave Stoke City, just because of the fact that Tony Pulis apparently walks about the Stoke City dressing room in the buff with the cap on. What's Tony Pulis doing naked? He's, he's, not, he's not a player. Well, Mark O'Neill wears football boots. Well, not anymore. Not anymore. He doesn't. You know, know. No, not anymore. The office, maybe By the way, I mean Martin O'Neill. What was all that about? I'll just wait. give me more money. We don't have any more money. Give me more money, or I'm going to quit. We still don't have any more money. Yeah. I think. I think in the Bob Martin's case, it was uh, possibly one of the worst cases I've ever seen of bad timing. You know, I'm going to resign from the club uh, when. When I can't get a good job anywhere else because they're all taken. Well, they're saying that uh, there's a lot of pressure on other managers because Martin O'Neill might might take the job. But uh, well, let's hope he ends up. There was thought he might end up back at Celtic, and I, I do think that would be quite funny to be honest. Because yeah. I, I think he, I think he got away with a lot in his first spell there. What he could do is be linked to the job, say that he might take it, then not take it. Sort of the Stuart Baxter rule, as I think it's known. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, that, that, that was a rule earmark mark for the bold Stuart. Okay. But um, Ibiti, I mean, he, as you say, he was a wee bit off the pace, but his track record suggests we're going to get something from him. I think he, he looks as though he could be almost perfect for Scotland, you know. Um, bit chunky, bit rock and roll. Um, <laughs> Rubbish. You know, Mark Dingwall in someone's a bit chunky. Hypocrisy <laughs> <laughs> yeah. shocker. Yeah. But, but you know what I mean? I mean, this is, this is a guy that can go, I reckon, through the season taking the knocks that we have in Scotland. I mean, yeah. Number of times I've had friends up from England and they love the Scottish game because there is a lot more contact even than there is compared with say the Championship never mind yeah. the, the Premiership Would he score for fun up here David? The thing that worries me is the last striker that we got who did a really good track record in England but a couple of lean years uh, who was ex of Blackburn in Southampton was Egil instead. So uh, The Egil has landed uh, Nobody's yeah. going to mention it. I saw we were at the game where he scored his, his goal for Rangers remember? Oh, no. The shock that night St Johnson in the cup um, the thing I thought was interesting about Saturday was when we all turned up at the ground, Stevie Davis not playing, and I'm not saying the support has become cynical and hard bitten the last few years, but everybody the same thing, they better not be bloody selling them. And I know I was thinking, God, this better not be happening. I think rumours swept the stadium, and the most amazing thing about the rumours that swept the stadium was he was joining Newcastle, Spurs, Everton and Blackburn in the same afternoon. Now, Stevie's a fast, nimble player, but... <laughs> That's a lot of teams to be at in one afternoon. And everybody else seems to have missed the fact that, you know, six members of the Northern Ireland squad are down with the same bug that they brought back from Montenegro. So, you know, it's, it's a highly complicated conspiracy theory, this one. Mm. But is it not a reflection on what's happened to the fans the last couple of years? You know, we were like an abused mm. wife. It's hard to trust. Oh, there's also, I think, there is that kind of... Um, we're down, down to the bare bones so much that as soon as you get the inkling that somebody might be off, mm. there's a tinge of hysteria. You know, yeah. like, mm. you know, such and such a player, he can't go because without him, you know, the club falls mm. to pieces. And they should be relying on one man. I think the other thing, as you said, though, David, is we're past the point now where when the rumours are sweeping the stand and people say, ha, the club wouldn't do that, would they? Everyone says... Well, yeah, nah. yeah, they would sell. Yeah. But the fact is, the club have done it now so often yeah. that there is not really any goodwill. That there's been so many rumours that there haven't come any, and there's been so many times the club have said something was going to happen and it didn't. You can't blame the fans for going. Do you know what? You're not, you're not getting me with this yeah. one again. The, sort of the Carlos Quela clause, remember? Yeah, but oh, he's injured, uh, and then fit a week later for Aston Villa. It's, it's, it's a difficult one. I mean, he, he does have a stomach bug, but it is a sign of the times that all the text messages were beeping into everyone's phone. 
and it's saying that he'd moved down south and it is, I think we're going to have to put up with that until September the 1st Yeah I think I think we'll all be, be glad to get there but it was a good three points um, the penalty Willie Collum I mean from where I was on the club deck uh, and it did nearly look like a penalty but you were nearer than me Great name isn't it? Willie Collum, Willie Collum. Yeah absolutely and he looks like a dick but, uh, It was a penalty I think I don't want to do my papach rant but But you're going to I'm going to yeah he does get dragged into the middle too much and leaves space at the far post and the guy the guy got in front of him and there wasn't a lot of contact but he was wrong side pushed him in the shoulders he went down I think you're going to see those given you can't really argue nah fair dues Okay, so that was Saturday. Um, now we're going to talk about the Sunday papers, where what came up in the Sunday papers wasn't so much about the game, but the rekindling of a story that I think a few of us thought and probably hoped was dead. Waking up on Sunday morning, the News of the World headline screamed Russians and 75 million Rangers take over. Um, it also mentioned that Andrew Ellis, whose interminable bid seemed to go nowhere earlier this year, um, apparently he's coming back and he's been backed by a controversial multimillionaire called Vladimir Antonov. A really good Russian made up name there, uh, isn't it? Totally, yeah. isn't it? It's like uh, your man Feroki, what was his name? Ivan Drago. Nah, he could take us over. Anytime. That, w- that would be cool. Yeah. And I think he won that fight. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know? Rocky would never get up from some of those bunches. Uh, it's a totally bit with Rocky Balboa, eh? Eh? Mm-hmm. eh? The Jesuits have also an up to conspiracy, um, even in communist Russia. But, uh, yeah, Vladimir Antonov, who has links with the Russian mafia, as apparently everybody in Russia seems to, uh, this story has already been denied by Rangers, but as we were saying earlier, you're never quite sure with Rangers. But what's your initial thoughts about it? Well, I've got some Mark style cynicism here. The figure of £75 million. Pounds. If you look at the £35 million bid that Ellis was involved with earlier, mm. you've got this £40 million. Now, fans of a certain football team in Glasgow are convinced that HMRC are going to hit us with a bill for how much, David? £40 million. £40 million. And I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if this has some mischief-making behind it. Well, to be fair, I mean, you're, you're suggesting that the Tims have been talking a lot about that HMRC thing, but if anybody would know about avoiding taxes, it would be our friends for the east end of the city. Um, Mark, the Ellis thing, you know, it got a lot of coverage without actually seeming to lead to anything. I mean, I, I know in, when I saw it, my heart actually sank a little bit. Well, some of us dug, dug, dug and dug into Mr Ellis, and frankly, my wee ma bought, her, bought an ex-council house, and she appears to have a a bigger property portfolio <laughs> than this property developer. So I wouldn't hang my hat and Mr Ellis been involved. There's also, you know, first game of the season, Rangers have a board meeting on, on Friday, and lo and behold, here's another crazy story in the news of the world who have been specialising in crazy stories about Rangers this summer. Well, I think that the it's a paper seller. I mean, that headline, it draws you in straight away. You see it, the people are going to buy the news of the world there. And they also had in the front cover, Celtic won't Shea, in reference to Given being dropped for Manchester City. So they really covered... Uh, they also had a picture of Peter Crouch feeling up a blonde. So, you know, there you had your Celtic interest, you had your Rangers interest, and you had the promise of a decent wank later on. So I think they had covered all their bases there. But, you know, as Scott says, that's 75 million. Is there any chance that this is going to happen? I don't think there's that this particular one has got any chance. I think after uh, the chairman withdrew the club openly from the market, that we'll probably have about another year of low-level speculation whilst people see how the finances work out uh, and uh, the bank starts to adopt a more reasonable uh, behaviour. Um, Scott, you'd mentioned there you think that this might be the type of rumour that uh, grew up on a, say, a Celtic website and has gathered arms and legs. Uh, it does seem a bit fantastical. 
It's, it's a bit ridiculous. I mean, to me, the reason we had a board meeting on Friday might have been because Alistair Johnson flew in to unveil the flag and he happened to be in the country at the time. That's now, far too logical. Seems but, 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 of, but of course, although we saw Mr Johnson, we also saw Dave King's doppelganger because he's not allowed to leave South Africa because the South African he's government's got his passport. But, you know, right. there's somebody looked awfully like him there. Yeah. Uh, but I think, I can only speak for myself here, but I, I do think that a lot is, you know, we're getting tired with this. I can only speak for myself, but I do think a lot of us. So there's a paradox uh, or, or basically a, a really stupid statement there. Yeah. I think it had been going on for so long, it never went anywhere. It's... I, I quite enjoyed the fact that we'd gone off the market. I quite enjoyed yeah. the fact that at least, right, we know where we are and we can get on with the football. But There's here this raises its hand and it, it makes people hopeful. It's almost like going back to the, the future. You know, those old days before you started taking interest in what you could call the politics of the club where you turned up, the team was the team, you supported your team, win, lose or draw, it was... I think that's where a lot of people are just now is um, they just accept the situation and the amounts of money involved mean that they don't feel that they can influence it. It's going to be left to the, the money men to, to sort it out. The club's not going to go bankrupt, but Walter's going to be building a team which will be patched together with loan signings and kids and just get on with it. I also think that the, the bank situation still isn't quite clear. I think Mark alluded to it there. A lot depends on where we finish in the league what kind of European qualification levels there are, how many players are about to run out of contract. And Walter himself said the other day that um, he's got a budget, but he'd be delighted if the bank told him exactly what it was. So I think there's still things bubbling under the surface. We don't know how safe we are, but I think the fans are delighted that we're kicked off the season, and that we don't seem to have plunged into catastrophic so meltdown. I think everyone's just happy to be getting on with it again. The bank and Walter's relationship reminds me of you know the, the kind of relationship men and women have, where you have a big win at the bookies and you don't tell her in case she asks for more than you know. You tell her you've won fifty when you've actually won three hundred and give her a tenner. But um, the, the, what really worries me with the with the whole thing is that it builds up the hope, it builds up the speculation, it does take the eye off the the ball literally, um, and we end up spending most of the season talking about stuff that's going on behind closed doors. We're coming to talk about the you know the stuff you can buy for the Superstore. I was in the Superstore on Saturday and stuff was flying off the shelves. I mean, it was absolutely flying off the shelves. Uh, everybody in there had a replica jersey of some sort on a new one. And you, you just think, where is all this money going? We, we spoke about this last week, but seriously, where is this money going? I think people have still got to come to terms with the If you've got a squad of, say, 25 players and, you know, What's the smallest wage they're on? You know, a couple of grand. Multiply that by 52. The wage bill is absolutely massive. That's where it's going. Mm-hmm. I once asked David Murray about that, and I said, um, you know, we had the UEFA Cup final run that season, and uh, you were there at the meeting, Martin. I remember he said, aye, but we had to pay them bonuses. We gave them really big bonuses because we don't expect them to actually go and get there. <laughs> so it was a real shock to the club. So they made a fortune, that, but they had to pay out a fortune. That was a, that was a stroke of uh, genius financial uh, planning, that one. Yeah, was that another one from the club, yeah. Do you think, though, that if this Russian takeover does come to anything, David, that we might be able to get a pair of strikers? Oh, yeah, that is actually not bad. I mean, obviously you deserve beating for it, well, but yes, you know, yes, on yes. The, just on the, on the hoof, we don't want to do a hearts thing where we're all wandering about in Cossack hats. No. Do I mean that? That was brutal. I'd love us to be owned by the Greeks so we could have a centaur forward. <laughs> oh, I feel I feel under pressure. But of ancient mythology there for you folks. I feel under pressure. Half man, do, half goat. Yeah, if I, I, all I can think no. of is national stereotypes, oh, and we'll be taken off the air if I, if I produce <laughs> one of them. So we're going to move on. So we don't think that this is a goal, and we think the, the news of the world may have been talking 
out of a body part. I think, as with most news of the world stories, sadly, yes. Next week, Colonel Gaddafi takes over the jazz. That would be better, <laughs> wouldn't it, yeah? His boy's a player, isn't he? His boy, his boy, Colonel Gaddafi. Are there any other dictators out there that have got a talented, talented offspring that could play he, he, for us? He was signed, of course, in Serie A, but they never played him. I think they signed him as part of a oil sponsorship, Petrodollars. We'll take that. We'll take that we'll as well. Take yeah. that. If there are any oil millionaires listening out there with a lazy layabout boy, he's, he's still probably more mobile than somebody else. Yeah. So <laughs> don't rule out getting a game. Don't rule it out. Yeah. Okay, so we don't think that one's going to happen then. Paul Hartley, the uh, unlovely Aberdeen player, uh, scored a hat-trick of penalties this weekend and it, and it got me thinking to earlier in the summer where some of uh, the internet message boards were ablaze with uh, fears that, that Walter was going to sign him because Paul Hartley, of course, had been a bit of a Walter favourite for um, reasons that have never been fully explained. Uh, it got me thinking about daft signing rumours. I mean, we've been linked with, not for a while, but uh, you know, a few years ago, up to a few years ago, we were always linked with, with some quality players. I mean, I remember for me, it was always going to be Alan Smith and then Robbie Fowler were the two that just were perennially on the verge of a move. I mean, can you remember any? Well, actually, I was going to come up with my superb example until David told me it was actually true. And that was Ronaldo. Now, that deal where he would be flown in to play in the Champions League and against Celtic, well, he got to live in Italy. And then, as David said, that was actually not... No, it was actually true. Yeah. Nike were, were going to underwrite that. Um, at the time, people said it was a, a publicity bid, but you begin to think, you know, how much publicity in Scotland do we need? Yes. You know? Um, I remember in the, the late 80s, we were linked with uh, Zbigniew new Boniek, the Polish player. Oh, he he yeah. would have been our first, our first Catholic player. Um, for some years. For some years, yes, absolutely. But um, can you think of any other ones that... I think the, probably the biggest one that I've personally been involved in was um, I went down to Sky to the Sky Studios to do something. It was like a Sunday programme they had. And just during the programme, the girl that was interviewing me said, oh, and have you heard if there's any uh, signings coming to Ibrox this, week, this uh, season, Mark? And I said, well, actually, my mate's mum is a cleaner in Ibrox, and she said that uh, she'd heard that uh, Bergkamp was coming in. <laughs> and so, you know, I said, oh, that's interesting, blah, blah, blah. When I came out, my phone was literally red hot. Like every <laughs> newspaper in Scotland was going, when was he there? Blah, blah, blah. And you're just like... That's my mate's mod, it's a cleaner. <laughs> I, we're not talking here Watergate level sources, are we? You know, and, and the awkward thing for Mark is he then had to refer to his, his mod's mate as Deep Throat, which was just really awkward at <laughs> social situations. Yeah. It is the, I must admit, the one that did, uh, did make me think about this this week was Paul Hartley, but also Alan Hutton, because he wasn't in the squad, the Spurs 25 squad, and the 2 plus 2 equals 5 thing. I say this now as we record that, you know, we just mal if we sign him tomorrow, mm. but um, is it the whole X range? We'd quite like him I'll start a rumour Wouldn't it be good If he come back It's the dream situation You sell somebody For £8 million And get them to come and play For a year Without having to buy them back But I think it's probably a rumour I mean Although he hasn't got a move And I don't know what happens with us. See if you don't get a team's 25 Now you can't play For that team But uh, did you become a free agent Or no, do you no, have no, to no. go on loan or? We've got a perfect to example play, here Of how rumours start And then people start To try and rationalise them <laughs> yeah. You know Alan Hutton <laughs> Ain't coming, you know. No, well, ain't coming. My mum's you know, pal's a cleaner at White Hart Lane. Yeah, your mum's pal Deep Throat. Deep Throat. You know, yeah. she, she, I, I was seeing her the other night in a, an unrelated matter. And, uh, what she, is mum or Deep Throat? <laughs> no, well, but let, let's, just, let's just steal the conversation yeah. in another direction entirely. Um, Paul Hartley, we, we shouldn't. Stop mentioning Paul Hartley. We shouldn't let it go without saying that Paul Hartley scored a hat trick of penalties and, as I said in the introduction, becoming the, um, the, the, the first 93% ape. 
um, person to score it. 6% Lanarkshire idiot and 1% footballer. I think he's, he's got one eyebrow, fair enough, to start. I've never liked Paul Hartley. See, before I found out that he was a Celtic fan, still didn't like him. Linked to the club then, didn't like him, don't like him now. No, I don't. He was always rubbish. I think he that was a yeah. really scary thing. Yeah. Not as bad as Mark Crosshouse, who now has been at Celtic for, what, two or three years without actually doing anything. My, f- my favourite rumour about that was that there was a buyback clause The Barca would have to pay £10 million if they ever wanted to poach him back for the new camp. <laughs> I think Barca fans can rest easy that that £10 well, million maybe, won't be. Maybe now they've got the Fabregas money burning a hole in their pocket, eh? That's true, yeah. I was in the club shop, as I said, on Saturday because a friend asked me to pick him up a key ring and uh, I was wandering about inside it and it was uh, there's a lot of stuff you can buy with Rangers on it and I bought, and you'll be able to see this on the Facebook and on the Twitter uh, a Rangers crested rubber duck for my nephew who is two and a half not 35 and mm. you know about Why is it in your that. bathroom? Because I'm going to keep it here for no reason mm. at all um, that when Cameron's up here and you know, he's if he needs a bath, he can play. All right, I want it's my yeah. rubber duck. And also, why are we buying your pal cock ring? <laughs> do Rangers sell those? Yeah, well, don't you? Why do you know that Rangers sell? You said you went to shop to buy a cock ring. Uh, don't, don't turn this back on uh, me. Well, some right. sort of ring. That's all I heard. I yeah, absolutely. Uh, you heard ring, and suddenly you put your interest was peaked. Is Maurice said doing there? I don't know. Yeah, we're, I'm going to mention this later on, Scott. But I put a thing up on Facebook asking who was better, Maurice Edu or Stephen Naismith, and just prepare yourself for the Hutton, big man. What the cheating you mean? Just prepare yourself for the Hutton. Yeah, that's rig, all I'm saying. Rig pools. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Um, so I was thinking about then Rangers branded tap because uh, split up with my missus last year, living on my own these days, and my, my ex-wife's a Celtic fan, so the idea of having a lot of Rangers stuff in the house was never a goer. Uh, since I've moved in here, I've gone a wee bit daft at times and uh, as you see my rangers clock uh, as you can, <laughs> as you can see my my rangers cup which scott is currently drinking out of, you can see the key rings you can see the the signed brian loudrup picture you can see the the supporters trust life membership thing you can see the vase the supporters trust very kindly gave me on my retirement from it um you can buy an awful lot of crap why can't we see the Republic of Ireland top that you used to wear on the Friday fun nights? Well, I, I donated that to charity, um, and it, it was sold along with other fake items such as uh, Long John Silver's peg leg and Mark Dingwall's leftover buffet plate. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Republic of Ireland top. I was once, uh, there's a bit in my book about this, but I put it on your website, but I was once on air on uh, Real Radio and a guy phoned in and said, I'll give 200, uh, 250 quid to your to your uh, charity appeal if David Edgar will wear a Ranger a Celtic top and everybody ha ha David are you doing <laughs> no and me and Cameron went no really I went I no no he said David come on I said I'm not doing it and he said but 250 quid would you not do it for charity I said you know I wouldn't do it for a blowjob off Kate Moss <laughs> while she threw money at me that was a quality bit of a uh Shameless plug-in for your book there, David. Yeah, but that's all I'm going to do this week, so we'll we'll keep our mouths shut about that. I've got a fair few bits of uh, favourite memorabilia, one of which is actually uh, an Irish trickler with uh, Celtic Coca-Cola cup winners. Oh, 94, 95. Yes, there was a a gentleman apparently had about three or 4,000 of these um, printed up when uh, Wraith Rover, shall we say, put put an end to their party. Um, Flags have always been quite a good one for me. I mean, I, I can remember as a kid... Absolutely desperate to get a welcome home Colin flag, and it was like a, a French trickler with Colin Steen when he came back from England. So that's that's one of my prized possessions. I remember David and I were sitting in a beer garden when the helicopter <laughs> changed direction, and uh, a certain Emerald CSC bus arrived back, 
And uh, the convener of the bus had a stash of T-shirts with Celtic League champions on them, which he tried to throw away, <laughs> to much mocking, and uh, eventually he started, I think, crying, David, yeah, didn't he? he did. Shop, yeah, beep, 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 There beep. was about 50 bears in this beer garden, and we saw them, and he tried to grab them really quickly and didn't manage, and he started yeah. crying at the level of abuse he got. Where do you stand, guys, on dogs with hats? Talking about tats, see if you got a, a Rangers no, hat. Funnier. Well, I was going to say, is it a piece of tat, or is it in fact a must-have? Well, so if you can get a dog in a Rangers hat, I think that your life has, has suddenly taken on new meaning. Because Rangers News publishing, maybe, maybe we should as well. But do you go on the, on the website? Yeah, dogs and hats. Right, okay, so if anybody out there has got a, a dog with a Rangers hat, now, uh, we don't want you to pose the dog, it's got to look natural, it's got to look like the dog wants to wear the yes, hat. Yes. You know, otherwise you're just taking the piss out of the dog, and that's no fair. Or what about doing the dog in 1970s I'm not d- retro? We're not asking but, people to do their dogs. Yes. We could get in trouble for that. But what you could have is, like, instead of like a, just like a Rangers crest on a dog's kind of, you know, weatherproof uh, coat, after the strip on. you could actually yes. have it in denim. <laughs> with a King Billy yes. Tito and the V at the back. Sort of like Gary Glitter women. See if anybody does that, if anybody sends us in a photo of their dog in a 70s get up like that, we promise you we will go to Rangers Bargain Bin and we'll buy you every DVD. The Dado Puzzle one, Stuart Monroe, the Glory Years, we'll get a lot of them yeah. for you. Still extends us. And that, that'll, be, that'll be your prize. The worst piece of club merchandise of two I can think of, um, somebody once gave me a Rangers disposable barbecue. I'm not sure, you know, why, but it obviously sold because they'd bought one. And the other one was when our our former uh, Dutch manager was in charge of the club, you could buy Advocat flavoured shortbread in the Rangers club shop. Oh dear, oh dear, Superb. Um, (laughs) The the thing is, is you thought, is it actual flavour of the drink or is it actual Dick Advocat flavour? And I thought the only person that would know that would be Chick Young. (laughs) (laughs) Or Mrs Advocat. Advocat. Well, you know, Dutch, free loving. Scott, you're Dutch and... Well, not a lot of free loving, sadly. No, no. <laughs> we offer it a lot. Yeah, yeah, really yeah. Take that one. No, I'm, I'm not ready. so much free loving as give it away. Yeah, would yeah. anybody take my loving? Celibate. <laughs> Couldn't give it away. Couldn't give it away. But that's because you are a staunch Presbyterian, my friend. But well, sex is filthy unless it's for procreation. Okay then, the Spears of the Week. This is the award for the person in football who's made the biggest howling ass of themselves over the past seven days. It's named in honour of Scotland's premier sports writer, Graham Spears, who of course is currently reaching an audience of 17 in his position as a T-boy at the Times. This week there's been quite a few candidates. Scott, you arrived with a, a bulging sack full of nominations. I, I did, and I'm about to empty my sack onto your table, David. Good stuff. Um, I actually looked, I think one might be made up and two are facts, so let's start with made up one. Alex Ferguson's new signing, Baby. From Baby? Yes. As in... No, he's a no, grown man. No, nobody puts him in a corner. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> right. Well, they might, I don't know. Depends what Peggy's got. That's, not, that's true. Um, he costs £7 million, and apparently the club that they bought him from picked him up earlier this season on a free transfer from the Portuguese third division, and Man United got the wires crossed somehow and appeared to have been sold a pup. But we shall see. He was also a homeless man, apparently, until he was about 20. Is that what happened to that uh, Dimitir Berbatov yeah. guy that they signed for <laughs> yeah. £31 million, yeah. Who's had a whole Kuzar's banjo interface problem ever he's, since? He's gone missing, hasn't he? He really has. Secondly was the spat between Patrice Evra and Lillian Turam. Um, Turam had to go saying that Evra was a terrible captain. And he Evra might said, have had a point. He did have a point. You know, he, he might have had a point. Though. Evra then said, you walk about with funny little spectacles on and a book and slavery under your arm, but you're not Malcolm X. Ha. That's 
French footballers and the spats and the abuse they give each other, it's far better than anything we manage over here, isn't it? Every and Turami. <laughs> and he said, why well, just don't like him? Yeah, no, I just don't like him. He's and a the, dick. And the winner for me is, of course, Stephen Gerrard, who said that Joe Cole was better, yes, better than Lionel Messi. You should see the things he does in training. What <laughs> card tricks? <laughs> I don't know what he's better at. Not football, but... I, mean, I like Joe Cole, but come on. You know, within reason. I think it's a shame for Liverpool because, you know, they're, they're signing a guy. It's like us, you know, we're already in cartwheels and taking a day off our work because we've signed James Beattie. So Liverpool getting Joe Cole, it's like, oh, he's brilliant. You know, there's a reason you've got him. And it's quite interesting the guy you shipped out that Chelsea have taken as a replacement for him. Yeah, he's um, saying he's better. Mark, any nominations for the GS Award? It's got to go to the unknown Tim on Radio Clyde on Monday. I mean... Uh, if I can wait for the, the booze to come in that I was listening to Radio Clyde's phone <laughs> in on Monday. But was You're a, supposed to say that somebody brought it into your work, is that no the... Yeah, yeah, so I was listening did, to somebody else's newspaper. Yeah, yeah. Is that just a flight of newspapers? Yeah. But he came on and he, he was talking about you ranting and raving about Celtic, some new wonder kid, and then he said, but of course, Rangers have got this John Fleck, but he's vastly overrated. He's so vastly overrated. Why is that? Because I've not seen him play. <laughs> <laughs> That was like the legendary time we'd played Hibs. Do you remember the game when we had 19 guys submitted flu lines and they made us play anyway? Yeah. And we won with a penalty that was won by Brian Loudrop. And a, a won by Brian Loudrop? Yeah, yeah, and I'll admit it was won by Brian yeah. Loudrop. Um, but Tim phoned in Radio Clyde that night, and again, I was listening to it in somebody else's uh, newspaper. And uh, he phoned in and he said, that was never a penalty. I listened to that game in the wireless. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, he was right, but it was stop yeah. clock twice a day syndrome. In fairness to Tim, you mentioned though Mark he probably hasn't seen John Fleck have a good game or a bad game or any, or game, any yeah, game he probably hasn't been here the people that phone in Radio Clyde rarely have been to a football match in a long time no. have they because Rangers fans who go wouldn't give them the time of day you know Celtic fans who go generally because they think everybody's a Tim don't they yeah. uh, everybody's a, a, a blue nose so yeah. the, um, I'll go for there was a couple the first one I'm going to mention is Davy Proven in the News of the World on Sunday when he was talking about Aidan McGeady he said uh, Aidan McGeady's move to Moscow will rid him of the abuse he suffered from the terracing from sectarian idiots and I thought that's fair enough so the, the rivals of Moscow they can just hate him because he's a rat faced overrated gimp <laughs> rather than the fact that he's a tongue Coat bigot. Well, exactly. I mean, I'm sure they'll find something to hate about him. Well, it's pretty easy. Yeah. He looks like a lesbian. He does look like a lesbian. He really looks like a lesbian. I think he looks like Sandy Toxic. See if he came out in prison of cell block H. Yes. You wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, he'd be called Little Aid. Yes. You know, be which. Called, be called Vinegar Tits. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, he did look kind of, you know, kind of upset. Also, those wee footsteps. Yeah. See, he runs his tiny wee. Oh. Uh, he has. He's, he's just. There's something else. But, but obviously, I mean, we're, we're sad to see him. How's Kirk settling into Moscow? Uh, because he'll have him in his back pocket. Yeah, because obviously Aiden travelled in hey, his pocket. Yeah, 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 that's a good one. I just think that McGeady, you know, decent player, and he has, he can go by people in any day, any Rangers fan who says he can't. I'm sorry, the guy can, he's good at that, but his final ball is dreadful. Is he going to last much longer in Moscow than Reardon? Eh, uh, O'Connor. O'Connor. O'Connor He'll last a lot longer than Reardon uh, I don't, He's not allowed in Moscow He's not allowed in <laughs> Edo Is that how far he's got to go for a pint now? He's got to charter an Aerofloor <laughs> He's banding That guy that played in green <laughs> <laughs> That one of them that played in green Mark's delighted that he doesn't know the name of any Hibs players Absolutely Bad But uh, no I, don't, I can't see him I mean I've, I've been to Moscow and it's, uh, it's a weird city uh, It's good if you've got money um, But it's, it's an odd place to live They're not the friendliest people The Muscovites And they hate Westerners 
Rangers uh, and I suppose you know obviously um, for what David Proven was saying that uh, they'll you know Aiden they can just settle in and they'll all love him. Is so. there not a massive Celtic Sports Club there? There's Probably, bound to be, yeah. bound to be yeah. isn't yeah. there? Because everyone loves this. Yeah. What about Jimmy Johnson Sabuto? Well, that's that's the thing, you know. The yeah. the, the Muscovites grew up supporting yeah. Celtic because of the famous. They had it tough during the war. Lisbon Lions. Well, the, the nineteen million dead, but that kept them going. That did. Uh, <laughs> they thought a very old and aye. the guys being born in the centre circle at Parkhead. Oh, you know. man. So Davy Proven would have got a, a mention for me. But uh, I think that we're going to have to go for, for Scott last week for suggesting that Morris Adu was better than Stevie Naismith. Technically, you didn't, right? Technically, I might have made that up. But uh, I put a post up on the on, on the bait, and you're the one that lays traps to try and catch him, digging a hole and cover it with branches. You told me you know, knew where he lived. Yeah, well, the things you see when you've not got your dungeon completed, eh? Um, but we put a thing up on the Facebook on, and the Twitter to say who's better. And thanks, Matt Findlay came back and says, that Nasey is far better so did Paisley Loyal which I suspect isn't his real name I suspect that might be just his Facebook name um, real name Pocahontas McGinley um, but yeah we got uh, 19 for Nasey and 2 for Edu and I suspect one of them was you uh, well I don't think the general public are, can be trusted for their views you know that X Factor doesn't tell you anything but who's talented and who's not talented no you're right but Nasey is like Nick Cave to Morris Edu's mm. not Nick Cave how long have you been waiting for Nasey to Come good Three years Yes Technically I'll rest my case Yeah but the last week Newcastle Yesterday Has Steve Naismith scored a Fantastic winning goal In the World Cup Only to have it cruelly wiped out By a Uncaring Unsympathetic And wrong minded official I like the fact that That's the goal you went for For Morrissey I can think of another one That was slightly more popular Well yeah but Steve Naismith Might score an old from goal one day He won't ever be as good as Morrissey We'll agree to disagree Fact Scott and I will continue our gay off throughout the season But let us know what you think You know, who is better Stephen Naismith or Morris Adu Or should they just get together and we could have a threes up So, moving on then We're going to go into any other bear business And we'll finish up with a preview of the Hibs match Okay, well, we'll go through the letters first of all Steve McLeod said he wanted to talk to us about What's another four-letter word which begins with C, N's and T And doesn't feature a U and N in the middle Well, not a few, but all Well, he says the letters are E and L And that word's considered more offensive in his house than the other one Um, He also asked, could we play Wild Boys by Duran Duran? So I think he's been listening to us in the car I think he might get the wrong end of the stick though Yeah, but he did say love the show so okay, we'll play Wild Boys by Duran Duran. No, he actually said, could you play anything other than Wild Boys by Duran Duran? Because that one's pish. Uh, save a prayer, maybe. I, I, okay. I, I don't know. Um, Thomas McCabe apologises for stalking me and you and Morrison's, which was a rather surreal and unsettling, uh, uh, unsettling moment on Saturday when a guy approached me as I was buying my fajitas. He was um, really, really tall. He was huge, and he was Northern Irish and a little yeah. bit scary. Yeah. And I was going to have to throw you at him if he was going to attack me, but it, it turned out they actually... You know, wanted to say thanks for the podcast, so that was nice. And he sent us in a nice email. Um, Colin Gray and John McMillan are very happy about Beatty. Uh, they think he's going to be a terrific signing for us. So uh, I think the, the general consensus here is we're happy. No, I think, yeah, absolutely delighted to get a to get a signing in. And also, he's one of those guys where over the years you've seen him and you've but you've almost like discounted he's not going to come to Scotland. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Alan Chambers emailed in, and quite an interesting thing. There was a couple of guys who emailed in with us. Uh, the other guy was called Ewan Cameron, and it was spelt the same as Ewan Cameron, who spelt with E U W E N, but it wasn't him. Because um, I texted you and he said, Are you emailing my cool, podcast? Shameless name dropping. Uh, what can I tell you? He'll be name dropping about us in a year, I'm telling you. Um, but uh, Alan had suggested that we should be looking at the American market that were, in terms of our scouting, and Ewan lives in. New Zealand and so says, why not look at New Zealand market? there's a lot of talent there yeah absolutely yeah, what's about American market well, well listen I thought, this, I thought this would, no Alan said look at the American market Ewan who's in New Zealand said look at the New Zealish market oh right, right. Uh, now I, I, this was all just a play to give you a chance to get in your hobby horse well the American market has come up trumps in the past for us isn't it <laughs> no I meant I've been scouting in general I think maybe more say do again sorry. <laughs> um, you came from Toronto that's in Canada do your research. He played there, but he's from Do Indiana. Your research. Anyway, scouting. Scouting. We should have scouting. New Zealand. <laughs> Thanks for that. Uh, yes. I'm not against I'm, the concept of scouting. I'm good at this stuff. I'm not. <laughs> Eleven players. One of them a goalie. <laughs> Just scouting and that, training in the morning. But seriously, we could do win overall because we're not looking in the, the emerging markets, are we? I think New Zealand probably makes sense on some level because it's it's the language the language barriers aren't there and it's a sort of up and coming nation. They're going to get to the World Cup now every single time because Australia left yeah, the World Cup group. So they're going to get. They've also got teams in the new Australian uh, league. So hope, I mean, it is a game that probably will grow there. Although it does have rugby to compete with. Yeah, I don't. I think we should sign a guy that's good at rugby. Like, see if we could get Jonah Lomu. Doesn't matter if he's any good at football. Shift a lot of jerseys. Yeah, just, mm-hmm. just tell me, just batter into <laughs> the back of the Celtic back four. Well, you could also look at the you know a lot of the you know the Commonwealth countries because the chances there that you might actually find somebody who qualifies you know under the the, the grandparent rule. And in this case, can I just say with regard to my my two. Uh, my cousin's two two daughters who go by the magnificent names of Sean and Kelty, uh, who are both playing for uh, uh, soccer in, uh, in New Zealand. I don't know why I put on an American accent. No. But, you know, I've said to them, if you're going to come to, to Scotland to go to university, we'll get you into the Rangers ladies team. Uh, yeah. So if you're going to the former colonies, that would be a good idea. Also, I think in terms of, you know, bringing in people from abroad, We've got to be careful because people th- tend to think that it's some kind of panacea. But if you look, for instance, Ajax is held up as the great um, as the great example. example I- Ajax's uh, young Ajax team just now. Half the people in that we couldn't have in the UK simply because the the Dutch have followed the Belgians and they've they've got you know lots of boys for you know Senegal and yeah. and, and West Africa who simply wouldn't qualify for a, a passport to come to the UK. The, the Portuguese. Another country have sort of dropped out of the EU, and because of the Brazilian thing as well, yeah. that they tend to get a lot of young South Americans. There's lots of over. countries in Europe who don't actually. Have this, it's meant to be one size fits all European law, but it isn't in this case. Could we set up a, a Celtic style work permit panel? Because if you remember, I mean, if, if Celtic need a work permit, I mean, if it's a guy that they'd grown in a test tube, you know, in, in Nagasaki, and they brought yeah. him in, then the Pat Nevin always seems to cheer them. And they all, I mean, Koki Mizuno, they were like, "Oh, we're satisfied. Koki Mizuno is going to be a superstar." He never played for Japan ever, and I believe that he's currently driving a. Taxi to make ends meet and, and yeah. you know run about the city. So I'm pretty sure he picked me up outside the garage one night. Georgie Welcome has 17 caps and he played at the World Cup. I forgot about him. And they're thinking, I know, see, he's not been on the agenda. I noticed that. Well, um, he hasn't played. We haven't heard them. No. What happened to the other trialist guy? What was his name? T Rialist. Um, the French guy. T Rialist. Um, yeah. French guy. He, he's du- no, he's Dutch. He played for a French club, didn't he? Uh, Barras is Barras right. 
Kevin Thompson uh, suffered a suspected broken leg in, on Saturday. I mean, that's obviously quite sad. And I, I really feel for Kevin Thompson because he's had no luck with injuries in entire career, has he? Um, I think that he was about to be in Craig Levine's plans for the upcoming internationals, and he played in Stockholm, although he didn't have a great night. And he's I got don't a new think club. anybody did. Bar Griggs, he really did, they? No, and he's got a new club now and a new set of challenges, so it is... Awful timing. The only thing you can hope is that it's a sort of clean break, which isn't too long out. Yeah, rather than ligament. I mean, he suffered from that in the past. Uh, watching Middlesbrough, I saw the highlights on on Saturday, and I, I thought Boyd again. Look, 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 Boyd. If you're not making a chance for him, he's not going to score. Mark, what have you felt the reactions been from from punters you've spoken to about Boyd? Has there been disappointment? Have they understood it? I think there's uh, t- towards the end of the season when things became a little bit confused in the in the media. You know, it was almost as though Boyd was been been made out to be, um, you know, the kind of villain of the piece. Um, but I think most Rangers fans will have extremely fond memories of him and and wish him well. And we'll move on now to the Hibs match. Uh, Hibs on Saturday, uh, well Sunday lunchtime kick off. Uh, always a, a difficult place to go, and uh, obviously the, there's a bit of a, a scramble for tickets. Well. Uh, I was under the impression that they might have opened a new stand by then, but Mark, is that is it going to be open? Yes, indeed it is. It's uh, relieved the pressure. So ah, there, was some, right. there was some talk of Hibs that what they're going to do across the board is lower ticket prices in an effort to get more people in, so that they would rather have 21,000, say, at you know, 15 quid as opposed to having 12,000 in at, at, at 20. Uh, is there any truth in that? I think that's a very rocky road for, for any of the teams to go down. I mean, Motherwell tried that and found that, you know, the uh, what they expected to be the good factor of having more punters coming in actually meant that you devalued the product and in the long term it cost you it cost you money so I think it'd be uh, for a lot of clubs it would be a very uh, daft way to go down. I think this season a lot of clubs are going to have uh, a real problem. If you look at the way crowds particularly at Motherwell and Kilmarnock have gone down uh, you know, last season and their signing policies might mean that you know there's not a lot for the fans to get enthused with and I think you also saw quite a few games last year where uh, in particular the Tims at away games you know there was there was huge gaps in their support so I think this year could be a, a very rocky one for, for, for Scotland Why do you think then Hibs did the expansion to 21,000 if they're not going to try and increase the, the sort of number of people coming through the gates I always assumed it would be so that people would get the experience of the live game, enjoy it and I don't know, maybe, maybe come back again? I think if you look over the years, I mean, how, how long has Rod Petrie been, been in there? And one thing you've Must got, be over a decade, but Yeah, then. easily, easily. And if you look at the things that he's done, if you look at the hardball he plays with, with contracts, um, I think that, that Hibs are looking to the long term and genuinely um, they believe that they will be able to fill that for most games in the long term or under certainly the, give themselves the chance to do it against under Rangers and Celtic in Europe prices under the current pricing scheme yeah well I mean that's interesting for them but in terms of us uh, always a tricky match we look as though we'll have a couple of players back for it uh, I think Webster's still going to be out but I think McCulloch and uh, Davis I think McCulloch's still out I think his suspension was two games alright ah, ok so that, that means that Davis back Davis back we'll probably go in then with a five which might seem let's not say guess Walter he's, he's always good well Kyle Lafferty mm. scored a beauty there the last time it would be good to see him I think it's a game we should it's the kind of game it's the first I'm not saying it's the first test because obviously Kelly game wasn't a straightforward but we have to win at these places we have to go and win at Easter Road and it's going to be a sort of barometer how the season might pan out I think we have to show a bit of confidence and maybe try and take the game to them if we can OK predictions for Saturday I think it'll be Towsie game and I think we'll win 2-1 
I go for two one as well. And I apologise in advance for saying it was Saturday. It's actually Sunday. So if you're you're booking your travel plans based on what I've told you, then it's definitely Sunday at twelve fifteen. And you're mental. And I'm a mental. And I'm going to go for one nothing to us. Okay, then all that remains to do is to give you the contact details. You'll be able to get in touch with us at ibroxrocks at playbackmedia.co.uk. That's ibroxrocks at playbackmedia.co.uk, and it's R O C K S. Drop us an email. Let us know what you think, especially this week's hot topic of the nazy adu situation you can also follow us on twitter that's also ibrox rocks and you can get in touch with us on our facebook page which is heart and hand and there's some good banter on there we want your funny stuff um, we'll take your rants but we want your funny stuff as well tell us about your rangers tat um, send us some pictures and if you can get a picture of the dog in the in the cap scott will be a very happy man all that remains for me then is to thank my guest today mr mark dingwall may your god go with you mr scott vandenacker has to believe to thank our sound man and producer mr Christopher Osborne and to thank our executive producers at Playback Media Paul Miles and Mike Lee we'll be back to talk to you next week hopefully another three points down the road thanks very much this is a Playback Media production to listen to all our football podcasts visit playbackmedia.co.uk if you would like to sponsor or advertise on this show Give our marketing partners at Sports Revolution a call on 0207 580 2580 or drop them a line at info at sportsrevolution.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.